since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. curious what would happen i kind of know what's gonna happen yeah but wouldn't you want to see it you know i have to cook two one for my eldest son and the other one for christmas oh mm. it's just so good god stop it Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Gareth Remington. And what you don't know is each episode, to pick it out, we actually do like this huge draw where we put every Wikipedia page into a giant hat. Like the hat is absolutely massive. And we randomly pick it out and it's like some sort of lottery to see what we pick out. And this episode, we just so happen to pick out the Wikipedia page for lottery. So on this episode of Wiki Review, we're doing the Wikipedia page for lottery. Wouldn't it be nice to da 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 I don't know the words to this song. <laughs> you thought you did when you started, didn't you? But every time you see the ad, you hear, wouldn't it be nice? And then someone talks over it, so you think you know. Because you have the Bee Gees song, which is... That is the song. Wouldn't it be nice? And I don't know when, what the lyrics... When we're older or something? Yeah, but I think the lotto one was, wouldn't it be nice to win gold lotto? Oh, did they change it? Yeah, they changed the lyrics to suit their draw. Uh, Something like I could relax all day long. Do you reckon the Bee Gees did that cover? Or they changed it enough so they didn't have to pay? No, it wasn't the Bee Gees. It was the Beach Boys. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Does anyone really know the difference? (laughs) Follow-up question. Does anyone care? (laughs) Yeah, Bee Gees were staying alive. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I knew the difference, wouldn't it be nice? No, Beach Boys songs made it on a lot of ads because they didn't own their own songs. Is that right? I just assumed they got to an age where they went, you guys cool with selling out? Yeah, I'm cool with selling out. I thought we already were. What's going on? Let's make this money. Now, one of the guy's dads was the manager of the band for a while and he owned all the rights legally to the songs. And then when they ditched him, he's like, I own all your songs though. So what are you (laughs) going to do now? (laughs) Hey, check out this lotto ad. Hey, check out this Cadbury chocolate. (laughs) Hey, check out this fall out going online video game ad. They pretty much appeared in a lot of ads. All through the 90s, there were definitely the, the good guys. Yes. They did good vibrations and it was come in and see the good, 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 good guys. guys. Pay cash and we'll slash the prices. Good, 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 good. I reckon that's why they called the store that, just so they could use that song. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, yeah, the Beach Boys. And yeah, they did do the lottery one that was for Golden Casket. Did I just say? No, it's just Wood the lotto. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Win gold lotto. Yeah, it's Gold Lotto. Gold Lotto, because Golden Casket or whatever, that's the Madness song. Welcome to the house. What? Welcome they to do? the house of fun. Did they do that? Yeah. Welcome to the house of fun. Would you hit that great big grin at your Golden Casket shop? We'd love to see you in. Really? Yeah, that was their ad. Huh. Hey, how much has advertising affected us? That's I- how we know the pop songs now, like from the old days. <laughs> I can't remember anyone's birthday, but I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Madness also appeared in a lot of ads. Because they did that Huggies one with that must be love. Love, love. I'm pretty sure, I always get these groups mixed up, but I'm pretty sure they never toured because one of them is scared of aeroplanes. If they were to come here, they'd have to come by boat. That would take a while. It would take a long while. That would just be madness. (laughs) It's insane! (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice though? Yeah. (laughs) But no, we are doing the Wikipedia page for lottery, which is a form of gambling. Well, some call it gambling. I call it a sure thing. (laughs) I have a system. Do you play the lottery? No. Ali does though. Does she? Yeah. So, if she wins then we play the lottery yeah that's when I'm involved yeah till then it's just her stupid frivolous thing yeah hey she's willing to spend the money right but if she wins like I'd play it cool at first I'd be like no that's your money you do whatever but she's also very aware that if she got money if I wasn't there to at least advise her like it'd just be all gone and she'd have a whole bunch of stupid stuff (laughs) it'd take a week did you know that there is a clothing store called Zimmerman's and they have dresses that cost a thousand dollars that is pretty pricey so she wins a million dollars. She comes home with a thousand dresses that day. Or comes home with like four really good ones. Yeah, exactly. No, but you don't understand. You see, look, it's got pockets. <laughs> Chicks love pockets and dresses. It's a big thing. Three weeks later, she's like, I got nothing to wear. And you're like, no, no, wear the quarter of a million dollar dress. I can't wear that. It's too good. We're going to KFC. <laughs> I'd make her wear like a saran wrap. Like I'd glad wrap all her body. Like she would wear dresses like a really old person's couch. You know, it's just got plastic over it at all times. Though I could picture you sitting in a room full of Converse shoes. Oh, yes, I could. But you know what? Do you know how many Converse you can buy? <laughs> all of them. The whole range. That's right. In all sizes. I picked a really cheap thing to obsess over. It's genius. Because <laughs> you could get to the point where you have a pair, you wear it for one day, and then you just throw them in the bin when you're done with them. Oh, even better. No, I put them over the power lines. <laughs> and then eventually the council comes and tells me stop because there's so many shoes on that line. It's actually destroying the power flow. You see like the lines tilting down. I don't even have to throw it up. I just place it like I'm pegging laundry. (laughs) For a while, you're like bending down to put it on. But on the bright side, once it gets low enough, if people walk by when it's windy, I will be kicking butt. (laughs) See, if I had to spend like a million dollars on one clothing item, it would be socks and underwear. (laughs) Never have to wear them again. I do not want to wash. I would throw them away after one use because... Yeah, thanks for saying you throw them away because I had this image of like, I only wear my underwear once and it's just like this room full of skid marks. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's kind of gross. That's nasty. (laughs) It's like this huge pile. (laughs) Just... You know there's a laundry basket in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a huge pile next to a laundry basket. You didn't get one in. I've been practicing every day. Still can't get it. So it says that it involves drawing numbers for a prize. Random numbers drawn for a prize. Isn't it always money though? That's a really good point. It's never like, hey, you want a goat. Are there lotteries where you can win a goat? Is a raffle a lottery? Well, no, because that's uh, drawing a random ticket. Like someone has to win. Whereas this is random numbers. So multiple people can win a 
no one can win. Yeah. Imagine having to share a goat. Meanwhile, yeah, there are lotteries with that. You know, you ever been to Toowoomba? <laughs> Though I have always thought, how bummed out would you be if, let's say there was some mega draw for $100 million and you managed to buy a ticket and your numbers come up and you're a winner. Woo! And you're like, holy shit, I got like $100 million. And then you find out 10 other people won as well. So you got $10 million. Which is still good. But, but if not- you were told you're getting $100 million, and they go, actually, it's 10. That happens the most often. Whenever there's a big draw, you never get one person win the big draw. Oh, yeah. You'd have to hold back your excitement. Yeah, they say statistically, you're better off buying a ticket for the 3 million or the 4 million because you're more likely to get the whole lot yourself because more people buy tickets and more tickets are bought when it's like 20 million, 40 million. But if we're talking about statistics and trying to get money, maybe you shouldn't buy a ticket to begin with. Then what if it's one of these 50-50 draws, which is where however many tickets are sold, they offer half the prize money. Oh, yeah, that seems like a scam. Well, they keep half and the other half is prize. So basically, if I said, Ben, I'm running this lottery. Would you like to buy a ticket for $10? You buy your ticket. I'm like, at the moment, the prize pool is $5. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I've won like a one in a million chance of winning five bucks. Yeah, because you may not even win. But yeah, you're the only one who buys the ticket. I see why this has to be covered by the law because I'd be doing that right now. <laughs> You'd be selling me a ticket for $10 so I can win five. Well, if other people buy, then you can win more. So you sell it to someone else, I could win 10 bucks. See? I can get my money back. I'm breaking even now. That's right. If I sell it to another person, now you're starting to get ahead. But what? if you did it on a huge scale, like if you sold it to like a million people. Then it's half a mil up for grabs. Well, that's if it was a dollar. So wouldn't it be well, five well, mil? It's still a scam, but it sounds more promising. What percentage do you reckon normal lottery places? I have no idea, to be honest. It probably changes depending where you go. If it's in China, the Chinese gambling is a big part of their culture. And there's like, what, two billion Chinese people? If everyone buys a ticket, it's a billion dollar draw, regardless. No, because you keep selling them at a dollar a ticket. Wasn't it $10 a ticket? Well, yeah, then it's a $10 billion or a $5 billion no, draw. No, because that'd be $10 billion if it's two if it... billion people. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I forgot I said two. I know, you're making me do math. You picked lottery, Ben. <laughs> what did you expect? I just want to talk about gold houses. Yeah. When can I buy my gold house? Which, yes, let's get this straight off. What would you do? You win the big hit. You get that hundred million. What do you do? I don't know. I think I quit my job, first of all. Firstly, you tell someone that pays you money that they're no longer required. Yeah. In the most hostile and sad. Do you have a, qu- a way to quit plan? See, I don't even think that I would. I think I'd just stop showing up. That's how you do it? You just... I don't think I'd answer my phone or anything. I'd just be like, meh, I'm staying in bed. You wouldn't quit. You'd never tell them I'm not coming in. You'd just never speak to them again. Well, they would want to know why. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> they just questions. disappear. This. It would basically be my plan to just disappear off the face of the earth. I like. I got my money now. Through an anomaly, they somehow keep paying you. Yeah. <laughs> ben, are you coming in today? Uh, we just left another voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, keep paying him. He must need the money wherever he is. He's still got the sick leaf. I mean, it would be cool to get like a proper recording studio to do wiki review in. That'd be cool. I'd probably still do wiki review. In fact, it'd be a lot easier. We'd have more time to do it. Oh, could it have air conditioning? Yes. It would. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> As if you weren't before. I know, right? Let's be real. If either of us wins 100 mil, suddenly the other one is their best friend. Yeah. Ben, buddy, what are we doing today? Yeah, I quit my job too. I'll just be here. I'll just be, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, I'll just sit on the couch and wait for you. That's also a good question. If I hand you $100 million, do you still want to be famous? Or is that just too much work now? As soon as you said, oh, I get a recording studio for Wiki Review, would you though? Are we still doing that? 
<laughs> now I can tell you it's chump shit and I don't want a part of it. I'm Can't just... we just hire somebody to do wiki review for us? We could. Oh my God, it'd be so much better. Doesn't part of you want to keep it real though? No. <laughs> the second I can get out of this crap, I'm there. But do you think you'd give up the stand up and filming all the stuff? No, I'd probably keep doing it because I'm a <laughs> sucker, but I'd have the time and the money to do it. I'd probably get my own comedy club, which would probably run at a traumatic loss. But it wouldn't matter to me because I have money. This is the other thing too. Whenever I get asked what I do with my money, Ali hates me talking about this because she's got like all these wonderful mm. plans and these, you know, these heartfelt things, how she'd look after people. Mm. Every time she asks me, well, first I'd invest this money, right? Mm-hmm. I'd buy shares in this. I get a term deposit in this and then I wait for the money to roll over and then once it reinvests and she just stops me there and goes, you're boring. I mean, I've always thought that if you won like a hundred million, locking it in a bank and high interest and invest and shit like and living mm. off the interest and so the capital always stays there but that is a completely boring answer for a comedy show it really is but get this though if you can swing like 100 mil you put that in a term deposit that should get you with the bank saying like you got 100 million you get like 5 million in interest a year after taxes that's like 2.5 million but they take half of that yeah that's how tax rates work that sucks I know it sucks that's why we don't earn a lot of money yeah that's the reason <laughs> so it sounds like the government won the lottery too oh hell yeah cha-ching that's why they let these things happen <laughs> but hey two and a half million could you spend two and a half million in a year i mean if i tried really hard like the first year you'd be giddy and stupid but i reckon by the third year you'd be like kind of like whatever like yeah i'm getting uber eats <laughs> that's it sounds like all i'd have to do is take ali to zimmerman's and it's gone yeah <laughs> i was like hey Garth, i blew through that two and a half million turns out it was easy <laughs> <laughs> oh now she needs shoes can i borrow <laughs> some money <laughs> i think i would be scared to be poor again that's be like terribly overly frivolous. The first thing I do is invest all that money to create revenue from the initial capital to ensure that A, I never go broke again Mm. and B, I never have to work again. That's the aim. Never have to work because then I can do comedy when I want, how Mm. I want and yeah, you go for trips and then I could like, I don't know, perform in Holland and be like, yeah, just back from his Dutch tour. What about the people who would come up to you and think that they (laughs) won the lottery too? I would enjoy that. Just having... All your family and stuff. Just coming up with big smiles I was like, oh my God, that's so great. You know, I've always wanted this. Oh, really? That's cool. That's a really cool thing. You know what? When you win the lottery, you should buy that. (laughs) (laughs) You want to watch me like wreck this Lamborghini with a sledgehammer? You're not allowed to touch it. Just watch me do it. I don't know. You might have to ask one of them to do wiki review because you'll apparently be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a thousand dollars. Pretend to be me. Oh, actually, m- maybe they're listening to this. Yeah, I'd totally share with my family. I mean, if anyone in my family was to win the lottery, we'd all just share it with each other, right? I mean, because we're family. <laughs> I have heard that plan of you just plant the seeds out there and tell everyone. Like I say to you, like, I reckon if I won the lottery, I would give half of it to you. <laughs> and if you So then when you the- win the lottery? <laughs> Until I meet, like, one of your friends and they're like, yeah, Ben, he's a cool guy. We- we're really tight. He said if he won the lottery, he'd give half to me. Wait, he said he'd give me half. Well, uh, a friend comes in, he said he'd give me half. This isn't adding up. That's three halves already. What's... Ben! <laughs> Look, I thought one of you would win the lottery. <laughs> because also, when you win the lottery, you can just do what the hell you like. Well, you're not playing the lottery, so you get nothing. Exactly. Allie, on the other hand. Oh, she's in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm planning to give her half. <laughs> <laughs> so let her know that. <laughs> ah, crap. I did see a news article about a guy. He won the lottery and came to collect it in a gorilla mask, specifically so his relatives wouldn't know he won the lottery. Isn't that awesome? Because I'm keeping this money. Ha, 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 ha.
don't know. I mean, I guess you got your parents, though. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and they're goodbye. They've done fine so far, but oh. also, well, 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 <laughs> if it isn't Miss, throw your money in the idiot tax lottery, huh? Look who's come crawling back. <laughs> I believe, yeah, I would help people, but I'd throw it in their face so much that they wouldn't even want my help anymore. <laughs> like, it'd be a case if they come up like, look, my kid's like got this serious operation. Wellity, wellity, wellity. Look who, look, dude, could you just, this is serious. Who needs me now? Who do you love the most? And like, it's only when they go, you know what? Screw it. I'll just figure it out myself. No, no, come back, come back. I'll give your kid the money. <laughs> uh, so I got leukemia? Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'd, now scrounge for it. I'd, I'd throw balls of money at people. Clean yourself up. <laughs> or um, I'd just be polite about it. Like, okay, I'll give you the money, but I'm going to have to be really obnoxious when I give it to you. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, whatever. Hey, loser! Catch it, bitch! You're my bitch! You love my money, don't you? Because it smells like me! It would be a weird power move. Some guy's threatening you, and you just go, yeah, you do seem pretty tough. I'll tell you what, I'll give you $10,000 right now to punch yourself in the face instead. That's a good <laughs> I'd do it. <laughs> you were just trying to rob me for two grand, but now I get entertainment for ten. We're both winners. I thought you it would be s- an ultimate power move, though. That is a great move. Although I thought you were going to say that he becomes your bodyguard. You know what? I'll give you ten grand to rob other people for me. You can keep the money. I just want to see them like shit their pants. <laughs> uh, my brothers get sick of randoms coming up to their house, though. <laughs> You're here to kick me in the balls. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. Can I get my cup? Well, how would you react if someone you knew won lottery? I'd be their best friend, <laughs> without a question. I'd remind them that remember I was always there for you. <laughs> Remember that time that like, oh, the things that I would remember, like my brain, I can't remember anything. But if I need something, I'll remember that thing I did for them. Remember that time we're at the bar and I said I'd shout you and you said you'll get the next round and you didn't get the next (laughs) round because you had to go? Well, I need $10 million. See, I could see how it could kind of stress the friendship if I'm sitting here on $100 million just chilling all the time in my new big mansion that you come to. I just came from work via my shitty shack. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm late, dude. And you're like even uppity at me like, dude, what's your problem, man? I've been waiting all day. Like, I've got other things I'd like to do. I'm very sorry, Ben, but I had to work. Ha <laughs> ha, loser. And you see like the butler setting up the podcast equipment. <laughs> I like the fact that it's still not set up when I get there. Oh, by the way, Jeeves, Garth is on his way. Make sure you don't have everything set up until he gets here. Yeah. I like to make him wait. <laughs> Even with a hundred mil and a guy doing everything for you, you're still unorganized. <laughs> now you hire a guy to ask Shannon where the microphone is. <laughs> Miss Graw, would you happen to know where Master Ben has placed his microphone? <laughs> now I'd have another person, so my guy would ask Shannon's person. <laughs> so you'd have your people speak to her people? Yeah. And do lunch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to make it for a very formal intercourse. I would love to just be sending a person back and forward delivering messages. I would totally take advantage of that. <laughs> I'd end up saying to them, look, you're just going to have to stop me if I do this because I will go nuts with it. Yeah, because you get like a secretary, she gets a secretary, but you then have a messenger. So you just hear, Mr. Graw, the message from uh, uh, Miss- Mrs. Graw. Read away, Lorene. Because <laughs> she'd be called Lorene. Tell Mrs. Graw that I said, yeah, she takes down the note, she passes to the messenger, the messenger runs down and you just hear, yeah, Mrs. Graw, we got a message from Mr. Graw. Because she'd have a dude. <laughs> Let's be fair. Now here's the question. 
question. You get 100 mil. Does she get to do whatever she wants? Keeping in mind, she listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or is it total, like, it's your 100 mil? In other words, how much possession does it suddenly occur to you that it's yours? <laughs> you talk about love and obeying and being together and mine is yours, etc. But that's legally yours. She doesn't have- Well, I'm married, so everything is, like, legally ours. That's true. If you divorced, she'd take half of it. Yeah, that's what married means. <laughs> <laughs> it means everything I own is our stuff. There's her stuff and, <laughs> and there's, there's our stuff. stuff. I think it was David Spade who said it. You know, when you first start going out with a girl and you've got your jacket and then somehow it becomes her jacket. But then you remember that middle ground when it was our jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I would be hiring people to do all kinds of stuff I don't like. But no, number one, I want to live in a castle. You'd have to go to like Europe for that. Or build it here. I don't care. I just want a castle. Build a castle. No, I'd definitely move to a cooler climate. First thing I'd do is get the hell out of this shithole city. (laughs) (laughs) Would you go international or would you just go to Victoria then? Or Tasmania. You could build a castle in Tasmania. I could build a castle in Tasmania. That's doable. But then you're in Tasmania. There's already a moat though. <laughs> it's a big moat. How many people are in Tasmania? Not that many. Like you could probably pay everyone to like piss off. <laughs> hey guys, I just want to buy Tasmania. I've got some money. Probably only cost you like 50 bucks a head. Yeah, but considering how many heads each one of them has. Yeah. That's like thousands That's where they each. get you, yeah. That's how they get you the head tax. <clears throat> you should have gone by hands. Much fewer. <laughs> should have gone by teeth. I could own Logan for a song. Or per family. Ooh. <laughs> or per dad who sticks around. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh. Oh, shouldn't have gone there. Hello to anyone in Tasmania who listens, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we love you guys. Do you have to have like a split headphone set so that you can both hear it? I have always wondered though, if you live in Tasmania, who do you make fun of? New Zealand. Oh, there you go. We'd also like to say a big hello and uh, we love you to our fans in New Zealand. <laughs> I mean, obviously if you're on the North Island, I mean, you just make fun of the people on the South Island. Hello to people in South Island, <laughs> New Zealand. Hey, at least you're not a South African. Ben, you want to take over from here? I'm... Oh, no, screw the South Africans. We don't have any South Africans that listen. I've checked the stats. All right, we're, we're safe. Yeah, we would have heard from them already. You know, we've never actually checked the stats. There's a very good chance that we only have South African fans. I really like this wiki review. These people, they talk, I agree with them. They make good points. I think the only thing I really know about South Africa is Diane Wood. I taught you that. Yeah, and <laughs> District 9. That's a good one. I saw the District 9 guy in a movie called Free Fire. I love this movie. It's set in Baston in the 70s. Two groups of gangsters. Is that not everything you love already? Yeah, it's Boston, it's gangsters. 70s. Good. And the whole movie is just a shootout in a warehouse. The whole movie is- So it's kind of like The Raid. What's The Raid? Uh, the Raid is the whole thing is a raid where it's a big fight scene. Oh, like- um, The whole movie's dredge, a fight scene. The Dread one. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't- It's just one big open warehouse cool. with people getting shot over and over again. And they're all idiots. And he's a South African in it. And he's just this rude leisure suit wearing guy from South Africa. You know, in Africa- Okay, it's not for pussy's mum. <laughs> and he's like a real pussy. <laughs> he wasn't in Chappie though, was he? No, he wasn't. Hugh Jackman was though. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. It was a weird choice to put him there. That movie felt like two incomplete movies that were put together. Yeah, I was just in it for Diane work, to be honest. I mean, I didn't mind the movie. It was kind of entertaining. It but yeah, towards great. the end, I'm just like, yeah, I didn't know if you had to go this whole soldier bot thing. Anything with a South African accent though, I immediately assume is a comedy. It is a cool accent. It's and funny. Yeah. Hold your gun properly. You bit up my sight. That's expensive. <laughs> and it's like he's doing like serious like shooting stuff <clears throat> but it's a bit of South African accent so it's like hey it's a comedy <laughs> these people are funny they're comedians right he got credited as Ninja too didn't he yeah that's his uh, MC name yeah yeah Ninja <laughs> Yolandi Ninja Wachin!
I think Ninja does sound like a pretty lame rapper name, though. It does, doesn't it? But look at him. Like, he looks like the guy who would call himself Ninja. <laughs> I love that he is so dedicated to that persona. It's only admirable at this point. He does make me think of a tryhard. You know the song Pretty Fly for a White Guy? I reckon that song was written about him. Pretty Fly for a White Guy in the Africas. But he's like not some kid with a cap on backwards. He's got tattoos on his face. He is so dedicated to being a tryhard. He is the tryhard. He's not trying hard to be someone. He is that tryhard, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah, with his tattoos, didn't he go for a 13, but they drew a 31? Yeah, some people say he's trying too hard and he's <laughs> not quite hip. But you got to remember, in his own mind, he's the dopest trick. Give it to me, baby! I didn't remember that last line. <laughs> <laughs> I left it hanging for you, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have it. <laughs> That's fair enough. i go the offspring. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep him separated. <laughs> but yeah, so... <laughs> The whole point of that was I'd buy a castle in good weather. And like Ali would want a cottage or something. So I'd build a cottage inside the castle walls. Would you have like a castle wall, but just an actual house inside? Yes. Or like a castle castle? It'd be full castle walls. Because that's what a castle is actually. It's just a wall with turrets mm. and stuff. And then inside you could have a citadel, which is like the big tower in the middle. But I'd have like a nice cottage for, at least for Ali to hang out in with like a nice garden. And yeah, it'd be pretty inside the castle walls with my army. I'd have a standing army. They have to wear armor <coughs> and shoot arrows. And like... Like, that's their job. All day they have to guard the fort. I'd have a moat with some alligators. I'd have a drawbridge. I'd have the oil that you can pour on people. Like, I don't know, Jehovah's Witnesses or whoever rocks up and tries to knock on the door. Sounds like you're starting a cult. No, there's no religion or anything. They're just going to sit around. A militia? Yes, that's much better. But a medieval militia. So it's not really useful. Like, if I was to go attack someone, it would be with crossbows. So if I came up to your place with a gun, I could probably take all your people out. If you can get across the moat. I shoot an alligator. You can shoot an alligator. Wait, an alligator or a crocodile? Depends where I move, really. Or both. Yeah, first one then the other we'll see which one survives so then when you think you got one picked gonna trade them out and you're gonna get the other one well i want to <coughs> see what's tougher an alligator or a crocodile we'll find out when ben jumps in my moat tell you what put in 10 of each and then whatever's left that's what guards your castle now yeah we'll just get more of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be like a dangerous militia because they're just medieval stuff and they know it's a joke because mm. they just stand around all day and i have a throne so you're making a renaissance fair essentially or not renaissance a medieval fair kind of but it's not a fair it's very unfair it's just me like paying guys to live out my dream and I'd be constantly like how's the report sir there is no one invading sir well keep sharp boys I hear the barbarians are on the move I mean I wouldn't mind making a business that's called like Ben's Funland yeah. and essentially just has everything that I enjoy in one location <laughs> would you let other people in there well yeah because then it could sort of pay for itself a little because then when I'm bored with stuff I could sell it ah there you go so basically it's just dedicated to everything you enjoy so there'd just be like a room of video games yeah it could have like a whole arcade set up a nice bar or a restaurant in there because then I could get free drinks and free food. <laughs> Basically you set up a place that you can just sort of wander into and take what you want. That is a good idea. How hard do you reckon it'd be to set up a blackjack table in there? Easy as. I think there's a good chance that you'd probably lose all your money because someone who knows how to play blackjack could come along and just <laughs> flush you out. <laughs> but that's kind of weird. Like you built this place and you set up a blackjack table and then you're going to play blackjack against the house that is you. Yeah, so even if I lose, I get my money back. But if you win, you also lose. No matter how long you play at that table, you're walking away even. <laughs> if anything, and you're just laundering money for yourself. <laughs> There you go. That's not as stupid an idea <laughs> as it sounds. To anyone who's out there with a big business, if you can get a blackjack table that you can play at, you just need to teach your uh, dealer to lose a whole bunch. And there's a whole tax evasion thing that we won't go <clears> into. But that can 
work. Yeah, I wouldn't mind then if the business was losing money and stuff like that, so long as it wasn't losing it too quickly. Because <laughs> that would be a cool thing to have a little restaurant that cooked things that you liked. Whatever your favorites are, like over time they've figured out all your things. Like they just go through your Uber Eats history. <laughs> he likes Mexican and curry. You can literally just pick anything on the menu and you'll like it. Well, you would. Everyone else is like, this is kind of cheesy. Oh, I like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> cheese is my thing. I do know girls who are big cheese fans that if you were to let them pick the restaurant, everything would have cheese in it. Like, can we have something non-cheesy? Not in this restaurant. We only serve food here. Yeah, I think girls do like cheese more than guys. It's weird, isn't it? Because when I've been out and there's been girls in the group at a place, they'll sometimes get like a cheese board. Isn't the cheese platter, like, it's this weird thing. Like, back in our early 20s, you rock up to the party and you're like, I brought the drinks. And the girl's like, there's the guy. Now in our 30s, if you rock up to a party with like, I brought a cheese platter, the girls are like, there's the guy. Yeah, they do like their cheese platter. Wine and cheese. It's kind of weird, like, because they love that stuff. Yeah, there is that, like, that little quince paste, the little jammy stuff. Yeah. I don't mind that. I don't the rest mind, is just cheese. I don't mind the little sausage slices. Mm. And sometimes they have grapes. And olives. Yeah, I'm not a fan of olives. Oh, yeah, you don't like olives. Who likes olives? I like olives. Why would you like olives? Because <laughs> they're good. No, they're not. They're shit. <laughs> I mean, they're terrible if you're expecting a grape. Oh, yeah. But then a grape's terrible if you're expecting an olive. Yeah. So that's a mutual problem. Oh, no, I think that would work out. If you bit into an olive and it turned out to be a grape, you'd be like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. But an olive, you'd think, holy fuck, what's wrong with this grape? To be that's fair, a really bad grape. Like, if I... I had resided myself to, well, I'm eating an olive right now, and it turned out to be a grape, that could be one of the best days of my life. Quite easily. I like also that grapes don't go off, they become sultanas. And eventually wine. <laughs> so what I got here, let's jump down to biggest prizes. $1.586 billion pre-tax. That is a lot. That's a hell of a lot of money. Like, I actually think I would be quite generous if I won that much. I kind of get the feeling that the more I win, the less generous I would be. <laughs> Like if I won like a hundred grand, I'd be like, all right, put some money here. Hey bro, you need some help. If I won $1.5 billion, no one gets anything. <laughs> it's all for me. Now I'd probably end up saying some dumb shit. Like everyone who listens to wiki review gets a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. We can't afford that. <laughs> I just did the quick calculation and we can't. <laughs> no, if I won 1.5 billion. Yeah, no, still no. You need to learn maths, Ben. That's don't, do that. <laughs> don't let you be there saying it. I'm like, no, Ben, trying to cover it. You're like, Ben, you will really want to edit that out. <laughs> and then I listen to it like, God damn it. You could have uh, at least bought a new microphone first. I'm like, God, do you want to see how many emails we got? <laughs> but to be fair, you want to get buzz out. Hey, dude, you got to listen to this. Then you get 100,000. Oh, no, no, no. This leads down the path because then we go, how do we know you listened? I downloaded it. We have a quiz for you. <laughs> And it includes questions from every episode. I oh, hope yeah, you have to be a true fan. A true fan. You have to have been aware of, like, even crap that we'll have to listen to the episodes again. Be like, wow, we said that? All right, that's a question. <laughs> Put it in. It'll be essentially uh, 60 questions. I mean, you can cheat that and just get a tattoo. <laughs> if you get a big tattoo across your chest that says wiki review with, like, pictures of Garth and I, <laughs> boom, you don't have to take the quiz. If you get the wiki review logo anywhere on your body, preferably someplace like, if you got it on your cheek or your forehead, we'll double it easy. But only if you're a sort of person who goes out in public a lot. If you're in prison, I'm sorry, that's not the right kind of listeners. They're not going to buy merch. <laughs> Although with uh. your 100,000, I mean, essentially we're going to get it all back. Can people even listen to us in prison? Because you know they got the time. Maybe that's an untapped market. Maybe you could do a prison podcast. Do they have iPods and they 
can't have phones, but they can download. They have computer time. They could be sitting there listening to Wiki Review right now. Well, it'd be hard to download a Wiki Review when you only have so much computer time, and there's you know you got to get all that porn in. Yeah, you definitely need your porn. That's a high priority. Yeah, we understand, guys. That's sometimes why the episodes are late going up. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. But yeah, so in essence, if you were to make that claim, I would be okay with it because it's just an opportunity for me to torture people. Which I guess that, yeah, back to the 1.5 billion, I'd just be dangling that the whole time. It would just be a chance for me to be a puppeteer of people. Everyone dances to my tune now. I'm just going to push you and push you until you crack and leave. You're never going to get the money, but I will make you think you're just about to for as long as you can stand it. Well, you got Australia's biggest win is only 112 million. That's still pretty freaking big. And also that's... Australian, not American. And I will put down... That they well, that's say, what I said, Australia's biggest. Yeah, but Australian dollars and American dollars, so it's even smaller. But the $1.5 is pre-tax, because in America, you have to pay tax if you win the lottery. Oh, and that's like half of it. Yeah. Oh, no, you'd be under a billion. Could you imagine being told you're a billionaire, and then once they take the tax out, it goes, nah, it turns out you're just a plain old ordinary millionaire. You're a multi-millionaire. Oh, man. Oh, a billionaire had a bit of ring. And all the friends, like, you know, Rupert Murdoch and all of them cool rich guys that you wouldn't be able to be friends with because you're not a billionaire like them anymore. Like you'd already established friendships and like I already got jackets made up for all of us. Says billionaires for life. (laughs) Though we don't pay tax on our lottery. Nope. If you win it, it's tax free. Because this is Australia. It was formed as a country by a bunch of criminals and gambling addicts and that's deep in our culture. Did you know it's legal to play two up on Anzac Day? Yes, I did know that. You can play it in casinos and stuff and And you you can play it in a pub. You can play it on the street on Anzac Day. On Anzac Day. Cool. So we could host a game. Yeah. Absolutely. It is totally legal. Like, it's complete gambling, which is illegal anywhere without a license. Except on Anzac Day, you can play two up. Because gambling is an addiction, and it's a plight, and a blight on our country, and on the world, and it's bad for people. But, you know, if it's Anzac Day, why not? This is Australia. Let's go nuts. It's like having a day where you can have all the heroin you want on this one day. (laughs) Australia has a purge! (laughs) We do. We get two up. But yeah, it's like you said, with all the heroin you want. That'd be like Valentine's Day for florists but for drug dealers <laughs> look guys don't even bother me unless you've pre-ordered <laughs> oh, I just wanted to and also because you know like I don't know if anyone else has been in a flower shop on Valentine's Day when you're getting like a significant bouquet There's no all... but I have been in a heroin dealer same yeah. thing Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see this line of guys who look bewildered and confused I'm big on buying flowers because I've had the practice and I know the results mm. I understand it's a wise investment but you see these guys who like clearly have never dealt with flowers before and they just want to get one rose because they know that's the cheapest thing that they can get and still qualify as giving flowers. Yes. Yeah, you're with, you know what I'm I've, I've done the one rose move. <laughs> and I'm there getting like the bouquet and they treat you like a person when you pre-order and get a big bouquet. They're like, ah, oh, Mr. Remington, come on in, sir. Let's look after you. These guys sort of come and go, uh, uh, where's, it's that bucket behind you. Mm-hmm. Like they are not nice to those guys. Like I don't uh-huh. have time for cheapskates. Uh-huh. This is my big day. The rest of the year doesn't amount to as much work mm-hmm. on this day. No one cares that you're cheap. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what it would be like for heroin dealers yeah because <laughs> uh, there'd be people walking in like well it's legal today so maybe we should try heroin <laughs> and they walk in once can I get like a, I don't know is it like a $20 bag or something buckets over there exactly <laughs> 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 it's my big day I don't have time for you people <laughs> small fish get over there just put it in the vending machine <laughs> but then you hear people like oh man it's a complete rip off heroin day they jack the price of heroin up it's like three times as much as any other day of the year dude it's legal yeah but it's a rip off no I'm smart I always get my heroin the day after I gotta go to court in a month (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I've never thought about that. We do have a little purge. That's nice. With like one law. Just one kind of gambling that we can do. They should do that with other laws where we could just have like a day where something's legal. Just one thing. One thing, not all at once. Just like, it's a day where you can park anywhere. <laughs> that would be awesome day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Traffic would be a nightmare. Because people would just be parking on the highway and getting out. Lawns will be destroyed. Windows will be smashed by cars as I drive through your front fence. You have a day where we all can ignore traffic lights. You know, we won't keep that long. <laughs> that's not a day that's going to be good for anyone. After like 15 run. minutes, they're like, they're pulling the plug on this one. <laughs> 15 minutes of everyone going, yeah, I can just go. Oh, so everyone else is going. <laughs> what it really is, is a day where the biggest car goes. You all have to move according to who has how big a truck. Like if you drive one of those little like girl bubble cars, you're just going to be late to work. But hey, awesome for the Hummer driver. Suddenly he's going over beetles and stuff. What if it's like anything you build today, you don't need a construction permit for? Yeah, once again, that's one of those. I've lived in houses that were modified in the 70s, clearly owned by some Italian immigrant who knows how to build stuff, but kind of did it on the cheap. And it's a scary thing. You're paying rent and you could easily break this house if you walk to the wrong corner. Every time you hear the floor creak, it could be your last time. And of course it's over a cliff. There's a reason he didn't get permits. Yeah, having your house give way and falling through it would be horrible. But mind you, we could build a rocket. We could actually go to space. Well, we'd basically be making a big explosion in your backyard, but- I'd We wouldn't a... need the permit. <laughs> exactly. I'd build a catapult. Catapult could be fun. And you'd come over and be like, hey, you did build your catapult. Fing! You see like a whole bunch of rocks take off. Like, Where's it landing? I don't know. Down the street is a guy with a pile of rocks in his backyard. <laughs> what the hell? His car's like all smashed up. <laughs> Next year I'm building a catapult. Put these rocks back. So here's one I find confusing. In Brazil, the highest one is $244 million. But that's Brazilian dollars. So they won like, I don't know, a piece of sugar cane? Because what would that actually be? I don't know how the Brazilian dollar weighs up, but I assume poorly. Here's a converter. All right, click the conversion thing to US. That's probably the quickest way to do it. Okay, so it's worth like... A quarter. One Brazilian dollar is worth like 26 cents American. Hold on, I can change this to Australia. There's the Oz one. Huh? It's right there. Where? Third from the bottom. Now second from the top. It's worth, hey, nearly 40 cents in Australia. So they really won 100 million. So it's actually less than ours. Which makes sense. I mean, it's Brazil. Though it does say with the one in ours, it was won by four people. So really, that's not that much. So they only won a quarter of that. Whereas the Brazilians, there was three of them. So wait, no one's ever won $100 million in Australia then? Yeah, no. Not one person. Oh, now that you say that, yeah, the American one, the 1.5 billion is three winners. So they only won half a billion each. I mean, do you even bother collecting? Yeah, like it's not even worth it. I'm not definitely not a billion. Billionaire now, and this is pre tax. <laughs> well, it would save you on tax. A uh, European one, it's 185 million pounds. Not euros. Oh, euros. Oh, yeah. Or in pounds, it's 161 million. So if you're English, it's worth less. But it was one in England. Oh, pounds are quite strong, though. Well, they're worth more, so it looks less. But there's a whole new thing. This is what I've been told about that all the lotteries are going crazy at the moment because thanks to apps on people's phones, you can be in the Spanish lottery. You can be in the American lotteries and there are people, they combine all the lotteries. So suddenly every lottery has gone up to this like 100 million and beyond point. Mm. Yeah, I do know a few people. I know my dad bought heaps of tickets in the foreign lotteries, but I think that they're starting to close that off now because I don't think the Americans liked a bunch of people joining their lottery. Which is interesting because it means that the prize gets bigger, but there's more people trying to get in. Why don't you want China's money? Because they don't want China to have their money. But 
mind you, this is the chance for a communist country to really take over the capitalist market. Because as one, we saw the odds before. Where, where are the odds gone? Are oh, the odds? They're way down the bottom. Ah, all right, so here we are. So say there's uh, six balls drawn. They say there's basically a 14 million and one chance of winning. Now you're China. You buy 14 million tickets. Then you're probably going to win. So you just suck all the money out of all the lotteries. You spend all the money, although I think that might have to losing. Yeah, because you'd end up spending too much on tickets. Well, how much does a lottery ticket cost? Like your basic one. I don't know. I mean, if you're playing one game, I don't know. Is it like five bucks or is it like... I mean, you can get, yeah, for like seven bucks or so you can get a bunch of games. A bunch of games. Well, then let's say that breaks down to about five bucks. I'm trying to figure out the maths here. So if you were to buy enough tickets to cover every possibility and then you times that, you'd need it to be... If it was the 1.5 billion, you'd get your money back. I assume if you're getting your money back, though, they've sold more than that. Because you'd have to be the only winner of it. Oh, but the Because if you are one of the three... Previously. Because they'd never give away more than they earned from the takings. That's true. All right. Okay. Uh, China, don't do my scheme. Yeah. Uh, you can't scan the lottery by buying enough lottery tickets. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they would love you to think that. I think it's all their advertising makes me think that. But yeah. China, don't listen to my maths. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have this figured out already. So in Australia, the first lottery took place in 1880s. They don't know exactly when, just somewhere in that decade. Somewhere in that decade. That's close enough. <laughs> when did man land on the moon? I don't know. The 60s? One that confuses me when they refer to decades is when they say the 2000s. Is that like... The whole... The, all of the 2000s or just 2000 to 2010? You're talking about a decade, a century or a millennia. You got to be way more specific. <clears throat> That's why all of our achievements in life <clears throat> just are going to go washed out. See, 1880s I get, because that's only a 10-year range. No, no, we get the really cool phrase, the turn of the century. Because that could be either side, and who knows how far away it was. So do you reckon a decade should get the credit if it happened in, like, the home stretch? The moon landing happened in 1969. Is yeah. that a 70s achievement or a 60s achievement? No, it's what the whole 60s was working towards, you know? Clearly their hard work that got them there. And that's <laughs> everyone for the whole 10 years. <laughs> We're all involved. I take full credit or at least what I can for the internet. I was a valuable part of it. I was one of the first people to get the internet. Because Not in the world, but like just in general in that sort of group. Well, yeah, well, there are people who were born afterwards. Those people, before them. They grew up with internet. Yeah, they were born into the internet, but I had it for like 10 years before they were born. That's got to count for something. I didn't even know what I used to do with it. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was for, but <laughs> we did it. But yeah, so 1880s, as we established the decade, it was a lotto taken place in Sydney. That's before Australia was a country, i got to point this out. Oh, really? It wasn't a country yet? Yeah, Australia was a country in 1901, which a lot of stuff, it turns out, happened in Australia before it was a country. We didn't really need it to be a whole country. Yeah, well, there were convicts around, so it was fine. It was fine, yeah. We hadn't done anything important. It's essentially a giant prison. So naturally, gambling happened. And it's interesting because they say that the first lottery in Australia was a private sweepstakes and was quickly prohibited. Yeah, they're like, you can't do this shit. That's called prison gambling. We're aware of this. (laughs) So it was an illegal lottery. Well, yeah, and also it was private as in a bunch of guys got together and went, hey, let's all buy tickets and see who wins. Well, that's like your lottery. Yeah, exactly. Your 50-50 lottery. Turns out I'm like 140 years late for this idea. (laughs) Well, it was quickly prohibited, so they're going to be onto yours pretty quickly. We'll probably get a call after this episode airs and they'll be like, Garth, stop it. (laughs) We prohibit this. Wow, the lottery people should be in like counter-terrorism. I like that it says like they weren't fined or jailed or anything. It's like they just prohibited. They're like, no, stop it. (laughs) Just stop it, guys. (laughs) We know what you're doing and we don't like it. Imagine that after you sold the tickets they 
go stop it and you're like all right okay cool so we won't do the draw sorry guys there's gonna be no winner this week can we get our money back oh no we have to stop everything's frozen sorry i'm gonna be in new zealand doing the same thing again and then they tried moving to other areas such as queensland and victoria so it sounds like it's just like a on the road scam there was no winner a salesman going from like town to town selling lottery tickets hello ma'am what would you say if i told you you could have a million pounds right now oh that sounds great well for one installment of ten dollars you could win a big prize that's a job that doesn't exist anymore the door-to-door salesman could you imagine someone knocking on your door trying to sell you vacuum cleaner oh no you still have the electricity people they still come yeah they check the meter but they don't actually no i sometimes have people knock on my door and say how much are you paying for your electricity that's right yeah they do that yeah panel people and stuff and they reckon that they can save you money and i usually tell them just to go away i rent that's the easiest Mm. answer to all this hey what could we say if like yeah you got solar panels put in here or they try to sell you like water tanks when they'll rebate some water tanks i rent slams door (laughs) (laughs) and i just go about my way i have tried when someone's come to my door i've gone sorry my mom's not home (laughs) which they give me the weirdest look was this like last week this is recently and i've got the beard (laughs) because i remember he looked at me very puzzled he was like do you know what time she will be home Because that's what they're programmed to say, but he could clearly tell I was lying. <laughs> I gotta keep doing the script, but I don't know what to do right now. I love that. And he doesn't want to question it in case, like, I'm a 30-odd old guy who still lives with his mom. They're the people who are most likely to buy new electricity, right? Yeah. It sounds like you're easily scammed. I mean, you can't even figure out how to leave home. <laughs> and your mom's easily scammed. She's still stuck with you. Though I have noticed, though, that kids don't seem to have the same drive these days to move out. Yeah, well, they can't afford to. Plus, they realize they're sitting on a jackpot. I mean, 40 more years of post high school and my parents will finally die and I can own their house at the ripe old age of 60. I mean, I admit there were some convenient things about living with my parents, but at a certain point, it's just like, no, I need my own house. There are different people. Like both my brothers still rotate around my mother's house. (laughs) To be fair, they both work in jobs where they go away. So I can see why you wouldn't want to pay rent in a place because you'd just be coming back to it. You're only there one out of every three weeks. And it motivates them to find more work. Exactly. Because <laughs> after like a week of living, they're like, no, no, I need an out. And it's not like they live in the house. There's another house on the farm. And my other brother bought a house near the farm. Whereas I moved across town and didn't say where I lived. So I'm unfindable. I feel if I moved back in with my parents, it would feel like I was 16 again. Oh, you'd go straight back. Because it's been a long time for you. But do you remember the first time you brought Shannon to your family, around your family? Yeah. You've given her this guise of who you really are. I'm this cool guy I'm so down and then you go home and it's like you're 10 again no one gives you any respect and you immediately fall into that pecking order with your brothers and Mm. it's just crap that you've been doing since you were 8 parents like you wash your hands before dinner of course I wash my hands we're gonna make lamb because I know it's your favourite mum I only said that once when I was 12 (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I had that but it was lasagna (laughs) it's forever your favourite oh that's the thing around families you gotta be like really careful about what you say as your favorite because you will have that shoved down your throat for years and even after you get sick of it it's still your favorite it doesn't matter how many times you say you don't like something all that matters is the one time you did and you were stuck to that yeah i got stuck even with things that i said i liked just to be polite oh isn't that the worst oh "Oh, you really like this i'm like uh i probably should have toned it down a bit also especially if it's something to do with their ego 
My mum has this thing about Christmas puddings, which, whatever, it's pudding. I'm more in it for the ice cream and the custard that comes yeah. with it. But my mum likes to brag to the other women in our extended family that, you know, I have to cook two. One for my eldest son and the other one for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> it's just so good. Now, I'll eat that to be polite. And I know how much it means to her. So I say, this is really good, mum. Thank you so much for cooking this. I know it's a big deal. From that point on, it's, well, we better give him an extra big piece. I need to cook three. <laughs> All these boys, they just eat. I just can't even hold my Christmas pudding. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she's English. See, I don't mind a good Christmas pudding. Well, you can take my slice. Yeah, yeah, just bring it over here. I'll eat it. Not after 30 years, you don't. (laughs) I'll tell you what, next time we're doing like a wiki review Christmas episode, just bring around some Christmas pudding for me. (laughs) Yes. Now, my mum said to heat the custard up before you... Ah, you're in it already. (laughs) It's it's gone. (laughs) But then you know that it will be interrupted by this phone call. Like, sorry, it's my mum. Yeah, hey, mum. Yes, he ate it. Yeah, yeah, yes, he said it was good. No, you can't speak to him right now. Hey Ben, my mum wants to talk to you. <laughs> hey Mrs. Ravington. <laughs> it was delicious. Oh. Yeah, you'll have to cook three next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's how you get suckered into these things, sir. See, I don't mind a good cake. I've been getting annoyed recently because the one thing I'm burnt out on and I don't really like that much anymore, cheesecake. You've lost your will for cheesecake? Everywhere I go, it's like, oh, we got cheesecake every birthday, every Thursday. It's just like, I miss regular cake. I want sponge and cream. Yeah. Because it's true. Once you have a slice of cheesecake, that's good. When you've eaten a whole cheesecake to yourself, which I've done way more times than I care to admit, you realize it's actually a sour taste. It's not like cake. It's like, you know, cake. It's not like real cake. To me, it's kind of like a pie. It is. It's cheese pie. It's like a dessert quiche. Yes. (laughs) That's what I know how we feel about quiche. It's all right, but it's not cake. It'll never be cake. I'm sorry. Cake requires heat to cook. If you can cook a cake without an oven, it's not cake. And you want chocolate and frosting and cream. Like, that's a cake. And even the chocolate-flavored cheesecake is still cheesecake. It's just curds. See, I like a good Black Forest cake. Oh, yeah, that'll get me. That's probably one of my favorites. I like the ones with the profiteroles. Death by chocolate any day. I used to like them more when I was younger, but I find, like, overly chocolatey things now tend to get to me a bit more. I burn out on the flavor. It's too thick. Yeah, which is really annoyed me because I like rich chocolate but I have like two bites and I'm like I don't think I can eat this anymore I think I'm diabetic it takes me back to when I was a kid and like no I didn't actually enjoy eating the whole thing then I just told myself it's chocolate I love chocolate I don't feel so good but I love chocolate so I'll keep eating this I better hurry up and finish this cake before someone else has a piece because I love chocolate I don't feel very good and I'm on the toilet a lot now (laughs) it is such a torture though to have a food item in front of you and you to be painful painfully full. Yes. Like, have you ever finished a meal and there's still like a whole heap of chips left? And you don't need to eat them because you are full now, but you just keep picking at them. Because you got to. And growing up with brothers, the first thing that comes to mind, my mom bought a box of Cocoa Pops. (laughs) We don't normally get Cocoa Pops, let me tell you. So I had bowl after bowl, not like for breakfast. This was like from morning tea onwards (laughs) to finish a box of cornflakes. There's a lot of milk involved in this. Cocoa Pops or cornflakes? Cocoa Pops. Yeah, sorry, co- sorry, Cocoa sorry. Pops is better. I wouldn't see the motivation if you were corn- doing cornflakes. <laughs> no, if I said, like, my mom got cornflakes as a treat, it'd be like, dude, you had a really crappy childhood, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, if you were really excited about cornflakes. 
<laughs> oh my god, she got salted crackers. <laughs> oh. With cornflakes, if you put like a shit ton of sugar on it, you make frosties. That's right, and they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Neckerchief tigers. But yeah, I ate a whole box of Cocoa Pops with milk, all after bowl, and by the end, I was not even enjoying myself. <laughs> You're just force feeding yourself the Cocoa Pops. Because if I don't, someone else will eat them, and then I didn't get that chocolatey goodness. Once they made Cocoa Pops, I don't understand why they continued to make rice bubbles. I know, it seems like a waste. It's like you cracked it. But it's, it's, the, it's the same with cornflakes. Why do they exist? There's Frosties. And Crunchy Nut. Mmm. I do like Crunchy Nut. What I'm getting at is, can we have some cereal? <laughs> I really want some cereal right now. <laughs> While you were telling that story, all I could think in my head is, in the kitchen, I have Cocoa Pops. After this, I am so having a bowl of Cocoa Pops. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Cocoa Pops. Just like a chocolate milkshake, only crunchy. That is the cereal that has been ingrained in me, because I actually had the opposite. I used to get Cocoa Pops a lot. You prick, I hate you. Like, that was basically my- you spoiled child, you. <laughs> that was my breakfast between <laughs> six and 16. Oh, yeah. That was do. just Cocoa Pops every morning. And my dad, for some reason, we wanted to get Fruit Loops, but he didn't like the idea of us eating Fruit Loops during the week because they were too sugary. Unlike we were allowed to eat Cocoa, Cocoa Pops, Pops during the week, but Fruit Loops were for weekends only. Mind you, I've had Fruit Loops, not recently, but yeah, it is sickly sugar. It is a lot more sugar, though. Like, Cocoa Pops at least, like, masks the sugar. <laughs> so you sort of feel like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm drinking milk with a chocolate flavor. With Fruit Loops, it comes with, like, sugar-encrusted... Have you seen the dust that comes out? That is, like, some sugar-laced stuff right there. The milk turns so sickly sweet. You get a diabetic coma afterwards. Like, you don't feel good after eating Fruity Loops. No, Fruit Loops milk is the best post-cereal milk you can get. <laughs> Followed by Cocoa Pops because it turns it chocolatey. It's yes. just like a chocolate milkshake, only crunchy. That's the other thing too. Like they should have left it at it's just like a chocolate milkshake because the crunchy doesn't do me. I like my cereal soggy. If there's crunch in it, it's not been stirred right. I like to put some in and let it sort of like get soft so it all soaks into the milk. And then I top up. So I have like the strong chocolate flavor in the milk and I have the crunch still. You're like a scientist of cereal. Uh, yeah, I got a whole system down. <laughs> hey, I've been eating Cocoa Pops for like decades now. <laughs> Trust me. I'm an authority, he says. I still always have a box on standby. <laughs> Because you got that all the time, it's not like a big thing. You know they'll be there tomorrow. That's the kind of thing you can go, hey, mom, we're out of Cocoa Pops. All right, well, we better get some more. Whereas I knew that was the only box I was going to see for like months. Oh, they're on special, so I bought these. All right, well, I guess this is the only time I'm ever going to taste Cocoa Pops. <laughs> <laughs> None for my brothers. <laughs> it's all Gus Cocoa Pops. They're mine. I eat it with a spoon and a knife. The knife <laughs> is just to stab off idle hands coming at me. Now, there is a cereal that even to today, I will just sit there and consume the box off as soon as I buy it. What's that? Have you seen those little mini wheat things? <gasps> yes! You don't even need milk. Yeah, the berry ones. Yes! But they only come in the smallest box and they're quite pricey for that small box. And inside that box is an even smaller bag. Yeah. Which is only half filled. In one sitting, I will consume that entire box. I can't help myself. As soon as I have a bowl, I'm like, oh my God, these things are delicious. Well, you could leave those out in a bowl as like a treat without mm. milk. Well, you could if they ever survived you. Yeah. <laughs> I do like going to those 
candy shops where they sell the foreign cereals too. Oh yeah, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, there is a lot of good cereals out there. I mean, there are crap ones too. Sustain's not that great. I love Sustain. You like Sustain? It's yeah. kind of like Just Right. I love Just Right. Sustain is like a smaller box full of better goodies than Just Right. It's like the fun Just Right. How about the Bran Flakes? How yeah. do you feel about them? I actually, the ones with the Sultanas? No, not the Sultanas. Like they look like little sticks. Oh no, that's heinous. Yeah. yeah I know. knew I had to find a cereal you didn't like. <laughs> I think to be fair, I just like Sultanas. That's what got me through most of those. Yes, yeah, Sultana Bran I don't mind, but I always have to add more Sultanas to it. They don't give you enough. Wow. You really take your cereal seriously. I do. See, I've been living in this like, oh, you had Cocoa Pops once. Sustain. I've heard of that. It's really good. When I move out of home, I'm going to eat Sustain. <laughs> it's so, look, I'm treating myself. Whereas you're like, dude, amateur. I'm like, you're drinking that milk with that cereal. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> That's not how it goes. Look, first you put the Cocoa Pops down. You let it soak it into the milk. Then you add in the Raisin Bran, adding your own Sultanas. Then you sprinkle Fruit Loop dust across the top. <laughs> Suddenly, now that's a cereal. And you can't have trim milk in cereal. That's awful. It's got to be full cream. It needs that thickness. Why don't you just put water in there? Just straight from the tap. See, I remember for a while we got trim milk when I was a kid. And I got to the point where I was just used to it. And that's what milk tasted like. Until one time we got full cream milk. And I was blown away of like, oh my God, milk is delicious. <laughs> I completely forgot how good milk tastes. That's awesome. It's because all milks that aren't full cream are just milk and water. I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. It's in that's the how it tastes. It's it, got the wrong consistency. It does. I grew up on a farm where if it's not full cream, it's not actually milk. In fact, they went to the, I don't want to say unpasteurized, but something like that, which meant that there was like globules in it. Sounds gross. Actually, it's just more cream. Oh, blobs of cream are good. Oh, yeah. Although I did not live the cereal life you did, this high rolling cocoa pop. <laughs> fruity life. I've had a good cereal life. But I've had a good milk life, it turns out. I remember I was at a mate's party, and this was when I was a teenager in high school. At the time, I'd seen The Big Lebowski, so mm. I was really into white Russians, <laughs> which is Kahlua vodka and milk. So I'm like, hey dude, I got my Kahlua and my vodka, do you have any milk? And he went to the fridge and he went, I think it's, that, it's called Zymel or something? Zimmel. Zimmel, yeah. The, the, and he's like, Lactose free. Yeah, he had a whole bunch of different milks. He went, this is the one that tastes the most like actual milk. Oh my god, it's like that A2 ad. Except was he handing you like A2 milk ago. No, he was handing This me- is just like ordinary milk. No, he handed me Zymel, the no. medical no dairy milk, and went, this is the one that tastes the most like milk. Yeah, Shannon drinks Zimmel. We've had like annoying things where we've been somewhere and we go to a coffee shop and she has to ask, do you guys have Zimmel or lactose-free milk? And then if they say no, we've got to go to seven other coffee shops until we find the one that does. And I'm just like, I just want milk. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, there's a thing called espresso. You don't need milk in your coffee if they make it right. Did you try that? At least it'd give you the energy to go on this milk scavenger hunt we're going to do. Actually, now that I'm remembering, oh my God, we went through a phase of, I think it was called physical. It's gray. (laughs) That's not a good sign in your milk. It's the most heinous thing. And when you wake up early in the morning and all you have to look forward to is your wheat bix and then you pour gray on it. (laughs) It's the most unappetizing. Your body is designed to respond negatively to that color liquid. That means it's poison. Yeah, you need a lot of sugar on those wheat bix It defies whatever healthy thing physical gives you. Do you remember the ad campaign they had for wheat bix at one stage was if you add this much sugar, it's now a donut. If you add this much sugar, 
sugar. It's now Nutrigrain. And I remember seeing how much sugar they added for Nutrigrain. I'm like, I'm gonna try that. And so I added that and mix it together. I'm like, well, maybe it'll make it taste like Nutrigrain. I don't know. Is, <laughs> is it, isn't it basically the same stuff? It's cereal. They say these things are just sugar. Surely this is how it works, right? It does not taste like Nutrigrain. It just tastes like sugar. Turns out there's a lot of sugar in Nutrigrain. Well then, yeah, you should just go straight to the Nutrigrain because I mean, the sugar cost alone would be too much comparative. Mm. Like, it's amazing they managed to fit all that sugar in there. It's quite cost effective. Yeah, but we were allowed to eat Nutrigrain during the week too. So that was fine. <laughs> that was fine. That was a week time cereal. I think if it was one color, it was fine. If it was multicolored, that's a weekend thing, clearly. It looks like a circus. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have anything that looks entertaining. <laughs> I love the idea too of you being like Irish people during the English occupation. Like, you know how they can't smile when they dance? Mm-hmm. Look, we can have Fruit Loops, but guys, you gotta be like, you're not enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, that's so damn good. Dad's coming. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm, vitamins. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Healthy fuel for the day. <laughs> is he gone? Oh, is it so good? I love the pink ones. <laughs> Except Frosties, I don't think we we're allowed to get. You can make those at home, though. That's just sugar and cornflakes. Yeah, so. we used to get cornflakes and do it ourselves. But even doing that, you couldn't compare to the sugar that was in the Frosties. They're like coated in it. It's stuck to it. So it's oh. not like sugar milk and then cornflakes. It's sugar cornflakes and sugar milk. <laughs> Though I did used to get them if we went traveling somewhere or we went camping. Those we'd get ones. those little ones where you get like the eight different cereals. And we used to love those even though they had things like Just Right and Sustain in them. Because it's only the small box. I remember I saw Fresh Off the Boat. This is a show I've watched a bit. I love it. It's getting old now. It's not so fresh. Still got the boat. But it's an Asian family. The mother's very cheap. And she came home with a variety pack of those little cereals because they're never allowed the good cereal. I can relate to this show. There's nothing wrong with Wheat Bix. Eat them. They're fine. <laughs> right, so she comes home. It was on special, so I got this variety pack. You always want these Fruit Loops and whatever cereals, so there you go. So instantly they ate all the good cereals, and they're like, "Can we get some more?" She's like, you didn't finish the bad cereals, and it's like fiber chunk type stuff. <laughs> and they're just looking at them like, "We have to eat these." <laughs> Don't worry, I've got an idea. We'll just bake them into like a cookie. We'll add marshmallow, and as they keep trying to make it edible, it just gets bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. So the problem's getting worse, and it still tastes horrible. And now it's really hard to chew because they <laughs> baked it so it's like they're breaking their teeth on something that tastes horrible the ultimate goal is to get rid of it so they can get more <laughs> I could really relate to that the back to like our Australian lottery here it says in 1916 the government started its own lottery so like 30 years after they said no guys you can't do that it's like hey that's actually a good idea yeah but now we're saying it and that was the golden casket art union is that the same golden casket that exists today I'd imagine so so they've been around for like more than 200 years 100 years yeah more than 100 years yes yeah my math is off I was still thinking of the 1800s yeah it's been around for 100 years because the golden casket art union that started it clearly they dropped the union and they dropped mm. the art <laughs> with it's the, not just gold with the intention of raising money for <coughs> charities and projects and projects now that's how you know it's a scam we're raising money for charities and projects what Let's charities see the projects that, it, that they had is in the next sentence the first draw they had is credited with raising funds for veterans of world war one now that sounds very magnanimous, doesn't it? Yeah. But just remember, do you know who was a veteran of World War One in 1916? Every freaking dude in the country. Like, 80% of them. If you walk down the street, 10 guys there, 8 of them count as veterans. So, do you know who the veterans were that probably benefited from it? The guys who started the whole freaking lottery. I was a veteran. See, I could not imagine.
imagine. Like, I think back in those days where you see everyone being like, I can't wait to sign up and defend this country. I am so not that guy. Like, if you were like coming to me going, so Ben, are we going to go join the military together? I'm like, dude, you go do that by yourself. I'm going to stay here and keep the podcast running. <laughs> I got to keep down the home front. Yeah, someone's got to review Wikipedia. Oh, we can be taken over if I'm not very vigilant on Wikipedia. Yeah, I ain't getting shot for this country. That's what other people are doing. That's a different time. And good for them. Like, yeah, thank you. These hippie guys have been telling me a whole bunch of things. Like, aren't we all people? I mean, until the guy breaks into my house, it's not really mm. my problem. And even if, like, they made it compulsory, I would make it such an issue. Oh, I remember, because I think I've even mentioned this before. I was in grade 12 when 9-11 happened. So I was woken up to be told the world's at war <laughs> and I'm going to be drafted. Because next uh-huh. year, that's about the time it'll take and 18-year-olds get drafted for the army. So mm. I had arranged with a friend to break my arm the day that happens. <laughs> I love that you had a plan in place. But yeah, you just got to like break a foot or an arm and then you're fine. I don't think like an arm would get you out of it because that would just heal and you'd be fine. Yeah, but then I'd get it broken again. You'd just keep breaking it. Keep breaking it till the war's over. That's the plan. What if the war goes for like a decade? <laughs> I'm going to have a very broken arm. That's what's going to happen. God, you'd be coming over here and I'd be like, oh, is it that time again? All right, <laughs> snap. But no, but um, if you break it correctly on the elbow <laughs> joint, <laughs> it heals back stronger. So a decade of breaking an arm, I'd have like the most wicked elbow, theoretically. I don't actually know if that's true or not, guys. Don't go breaking your elbows thinking that it's going to be better for you in the long run. I just said that. I don't really know. Yeah, back then my plan was to just be gay. Oh, no. This whole gender sexuality revolution thing's really screwing us up. I know. That kind of annoyed me when it's like gays are allowed in the military. I'm like, damn it, if they were drafted, that was my plan. <laughs> that's going to be super gay. I was going to go for that. I could <clears throat> do that to get out of being shot. It's pretty easy. You just make out with the guy who's doing the interview. Make Boom. It. They discharge you. You try to get discharged and you end up discharging him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, mate, you don't understand the things I will do to get out of this. No, you don't understand the things I'm willing to do with you and the army will still take you. <laughs> God damn it. What's still not okay? Can I be transgender? Is that still not okay in the army? What do you need me to do? Just list the things that are a problem and let me do it. My plan is to be stupid. That's never stopped anyone from getting in the military. I could possibly get every single thing wrong. Yeah, they just put you on the front line with a helmet on backwards and you die first. They have a special group for people like that. He can't put his helmet on properly. His shoelaces are tied backwards. All right, well, he can be the first one to hit the beach. Oh, God damn it. Why did it have to be such an accepting time? Don't worry. All wars in the future will be fought by like robots on top of mountains or something. Cool. I'm not a robot. I won't get drafted. Or maybe it'd be cool to be drafted because we'll just play video games. That'd be cool. We could do that. What if they give you an Iron Man suit? I feel like I'd get really sweaty in there. <laughs> like it'd be really uncomfortable and I'd probably fog up the eye mask thing. I wouldn't be able to scratch my nose at any point. Yeah, I think I would freak out when I was flying at like 30,000 feet in the air and I'm looking down going like, huh, so I'm piloting this thing, huh? I'm not really smart enough to do that. <laughs> I am in no way qualified to doing this. I don't know how I got up here. Don't know how I'm getting down. Because that's what I remember when I went parachuting. Is after the parachute opened and everything had settled out, it occurred to me that my life was really in my own hands now and I'm like okay so me living depends on me not doing anything stupid and then I became really scared that I was going to do something stupid because you know you're stupid yeah (laughs) I'm like I should not have this much power over my own life (laughs) I've worked very hard to put in safeties across my life to prevent me from doing stupid things because that's where tandem I think I would be alright with because someone else is in charge yeah it's someone else's responsibility and he seems to know what he's doing also you're less likely to do something stupid if you know that someone else might get hurt I mean if it's me I might like be like you know 
kind of, I'm a little uncomfortable. It's taking a little while to get down to the ground. So I'm just going to jiggle around a little bit to see if I can get more. Oh my God, now I'm dead. But if there's another person there, I'll be like, all right, let's be sensible, right? (laughs) (laughs) Though even if he survived and I died, when he gets to the ground, he's going to get a lot of trouble for that. Oh yeah. (laughs) That is really frowned upon coming down by yourself if you're a tandem skydiving instructor. instructor. Yeah. (laughs) It's his mission to make sure you live. That's the only reason it works for you. I love that. Because I remember hearing a story ages ago about a guy who does like helicopter tours took a guy out but the guy's plan was to commit suicide by jumping out of the helicopter so he would just be flying doing his little tour spiel and all of a sudden this dude jumps out the side and he's like what the fuck and then he's got like that long flight back to the center where you know he's rehearsing to himself going like all right so i know it sounds unlikely but this is this This is is what happened happened. (laughs) all right guys you're not gonna believe this because soon as you land you know they're gonna go like you had a guy with you didn't you what no oh my god where did he go i thought he was with you because that's a written warning <laughs> at very least that's a written warning even if it's not your fault that's something that you can no longer say that every passenger has survived now every time you get tourists on your helicopter you're gonna be like don't worry guys i've only ever lost one person <laughs> but it totally wasn't my fault yeah, he jumped so just don't do that wear your seatbelts. <laughs> i've read this somewhere and i identified with it and then i told other people and they were like that's weird that you think that i don't like to stand near the edge of tall buildings because of the urge to jump off is that a thing that you have yeah apparently that's an inbuilt thing of why we're scared of it is because when you're standing on the edge you know you have the ability to jump off and just end your life instantly and that freaks your brain out yes that is exactly what goes through my head thank you for making it normal (laughs) because i told that to people who went why would you think that like i'd be scared if i got pushed but why would you jump yourself Mm. because you could and then you die right And you look really stupid when there's four other people looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? You just jump and commit. Are you okay, Garth? <laughs> of course I'm okay. I just don't want to kill myself. Then don't. Because it's a weird thing. I remember hearing about it on some like psychology documentary where they were talking about everyone has these fleeting thoughts, but most of the time you don't pay attention to them. So you have emphasis on the ones that you pay attention to. So everyone would think about it, but they don't really think that they think about it. Whereas you tend to focus on it. It's the same as like, if you pick up a knife or something and you see a person across the room, okay. your brain briefly goes, I could stab that person. Yes, it does. I mean, the thing is, is with these impulses, you're unlikely to act on any of them. But it's there. So if you went to the edge of the building, you wouldn't jump off. But there still is that fear that you could. I think it's also compiled with the fact that if I'm having a bad day, <laughs> there's a good chance I would stab that guy. <laughs> you know, like when you think about stuff you've done when you've been pissed off, you're, that was crazy. I should really apologize to that person. That's not even sane. That's a bit Mm. nuts. If that's my Mm. mindset and I'm at the edge of a building, I don't trust myself. I don't think I could do that. I mean, I've had hissy fits over being like five minutes late for stuff. I'm clearly not qualified. Emotionally, I'm too unstable to make rational decisions like that. (laughs) Like not stabbing people or choosing not to commit suicide. (laughs) Like if you were a cop, one thing that I think would freak you out is knowing that a lot of people have that thought that brushes past their head of... I could grab his gun. Yes. You ever been behind a cop and just thought, I could just grab his gun? I could totally grab his gun. Chances are they meet one of those people a day who actually goes for it. Like there's Everyone thinks that and it just takes <clears throat> one crackhead. Oh my God, I can do it. And that's probably what is so bad. The worst part of crack is that those thoughts come to head. And by the time you realize it's a bad idea, you've already done it. See, that is one of my illegal fantasies that I would like to do. In a consequence-free world, it'd be cool to just grab a cop's gun and run and just see how far you can get. 
I don't want to use it for anything. It's just knowing that that cop's going to be like, oh shit. Oh no, I'm in so much trouble. Because <laughs> it's the same as the helicopter guy. You can't come back to the police station and be like, well, I lost my gun. <laughs> Again. That's another written warning, mate. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be the worst thing ever, losing your gun as a cop. You know you're in a lot of trouble. No, the one thing worse than that is after this big whole ordeal about I lost my gun, you're in trouble, is finding it in your glove compartment. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot I put it in there. <laughs> now I got a secret gun. <laughs> yeah, they gave me an extra one. Now if I really want to shoot someone, I don't need that. <laughs> and they know they don't need that in their head. <laughs> I could actually shoot this guy and get away with it. That's uh, a horrible thing to know. Yeah, they go to a certain drug dealer and like, Huh, I'm gonna take the illegal gun out. <laughs> the murder gun. A gun on each side of their holster. It's just deciding. <laughs> if you do good, I pull the left hand. If you do bad, I pull the right hand. <laughs> I do also like the idea that you get that urge to jump off the building. But if you were to act on it, that's like sporadic suicide. You know, people generally think like, you know, if someone's gonna commit suicide, they've thought about it a lot and, you know, they can't live anymore. They stand on the ledge for ages. Imagine a guy just like, no, I was just felt it in the moment. Didn't really think about it. I just jumped. <laughs> weird like I'm standing on top of you on one of those view decks on a skyscraper and just like just give me a minute and you just jump over the edge I'm like what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what just went down? <laughs> was he sad or anything? No he said he was having a great time. And you know I get asked a bunch of questions like what the hell is going on? I'm like I don't know alright don't know. <laughs> he had a smile <laughs> he, he waved. Said he said he'd be back in a minute like <laughs> That does remind me of someone. It always stuck in my head. It was on that unusual deaths episode that we did where there was the guy who had the bulletproof glass. Ah, oh, yes. And he jumped up against it until one time it gave way. He wanted to prove how it couldn't be smashed. Yeah, I always loved the idea that in the last time where it gave way, he would have been standing there talking to some people and gone, hey, watch this. And then just jumped out the window. And they're just waiting to see what the trick is. And like, no, he just died. Is that the trick? Is that what we're watching? <laughs> That's kind of messed up. What you need an audience? I knew a girl who I dated, just to let you know what realm of mental stability she's in. We go from suicide to this. Yeah, go on. Yeah, you see where this is going. She stuck a knife in a toaster Ooh. to see what happened. <laughs> the best thing is, she still has the knife. It's a butter knife. And you can see where it blew up. Oh, wow. There's a chunk taken out of this butter knife from where she stuck it in. And the way she describes it, like, no, 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 you see, I knew what was going to happen. I just wanted to see what would happen. Jesus. Did, like, her hair fall out or something? No, she just got like a big like boom and then flew across the room like she's fine I guess I mean she did go out with me so I don't really know I wow. guess maybe it did affect her yeah <laughs> oh that's insane why didn't that last girl <laughs> I think she wasn't crazy enough <laughs> that's my feeling she used a knife not a fork but you know when, like, you sort of feel like this person gets me, we've got the same vibe? <laughs> that was the initial thing. And then the more you learn, you're like, ah, oh, she's fucking nuts. <laughs> okay, I see what's going on here. This is typical for me. See, I don't think I would physically be able to do it. If you gave me a knife and put me in front of a toaster, I'd be looking at going, nah, I can't do it. It's going to hurt. Wouldn't you be curious what would happen? I kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to see it? See, this is the logic she uses. And you can't <laughs> argue with that. I would give you a knife and say there's a toaster if you wanted to do it if you ever want to do that <laughs> you have to do it in front of me <laughs> please reserve that yeah i really want to see that no one else is going to be stupid enough to do that <laughs> i'm not going to do two people who are that dumb <laughs>
Because did she even have someone there? I don't know, actually. Because you'd feel you'd want someone in the house who could call an ambulance just in case. Look, she clearly doesn't think things through properly, okay? She stuck a knife in a toaster knowing it was going to blow up and, like, possibly kill her. She did it for fun. <laughs> Bored one afternoon. I nothing sh- on TV. Yeah, I always assumed it was in the morning. Like, that's when you make toast. Could have been an afternoon. Who knows? Clearly she doesn't think things through. No, clearly not. She went out with me. What mm. more do I have to say? Uh, so they used the lottery to fund the war. So they should have put it aside if there was another war coming. <laughs> Be like, why do you keep calling it World War One? You'll Crap. see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God the Great War's over. The war to end all wars. You mean World War One? World War what? Ah, crap. They have this a Mexican lottery. I always just assumed that was getting into America. <laughs> like to buy a ticket, you just got to like jump over the fence. I imagine it's like cartel run. Like, oh yeah, whatever money that we've got lying around, that can be your prize. The, the Spanish lottery. I have had a few emails that said I've won this. I've actually <gasps> won it multiple times. I've won that too. I've never cashed my prize in yet. You're a real humanitarian. You know it's going to a better place. You just sent him back an email just going, donate it to charity for me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, and send me the receipt so I can put it down on my tax return as a donation that's tax deductible. That's why I could never enter the Spanish lottery because how could they actually contact me to tell me I've won? <laughs> Same with the Canadian lottery. That's another one I get a few times. Hola, benagronas. Dosa, loterizos, el gordo, euros. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think you got the wrong number. Um, I'm just going to go. <laughs> I've often wondered if it would be cool to do a meta joke where you set up something that's like one of those internet scams, but it's fully legit. Just the first person to actually accept it gets whatever you... Some of them just say you've won like $1,000. And you actually give the people the $1,000 if they follow all the steps. It's such a meta joke though. It's a great idea if you happen to have the money, but you know who would really love that? There's this prince in Nigeria. He would love you for doing that because that's the hope. If that story reaches people like, no dude, I responded to it. I never heard of these scams and I actually got $1,000. You actually got the money? And then I always just thought it was a scam. Everyone else goes back and like, that's forevermore. You just, well, all right, I guess I'm giving, I'm sending them 40 bucks. What do you want? It'd be funny if there was like some Nigerian prince who just needs like a little bit of money to make something happen. And it's just like, damn it, we have emailed so many people. Why has no one responded? I'm going to be stuck in this country forever. No one's going to let me out. But oh my God, if you knew like a really stupid person who would fall for internet scams and they said, I sent this money to the Nigerian prince and you're like, oh my God. And I got back like a million dollars. And you're like, wait, wait what? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I know where this is going. And you got scared. You got a million dollars. What? Yeah, I got like a huge fortune. I just bought this new big house. Oh my God, buddy, we're rich. <laughs> remember that half a million you borrowed from me and you said you'd pay it back as soon as you could afford to? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember it. It happened. Pay up. Just give me the money. Someone's going to scam it out of you. It may as well be your friend. Though I haven't had any scams saying that they're the Mexican lottery because I don't think they think I would buy it. When you hear Mexican lottery, you go, I reckon if you went to a Mexican news agency to buy a lottery ticket, you'd still be kind of suspicious. Even it's like legitimate, just the fact that it's Mexican. <laughs> Are you actually going to pay me if I win? So what's this down here on the probability of winning? You have to get six numbers. I think we went through that. That's 14 30, million basically 14 to million to one. Five numbers, it's 2 million to one. Four numbers, it's... 200,000. So that mm. drops quite drastically. That's cool. Well, yeah, it's less numbers. Well, you would assume that like three would be exponentially less than six. 
it's like half the numbers you got to match. Yeah, but you see how it's exponentially bigger. Much, much bigger. Like, it goes mm. five to six. Like four to five goes up, like, uh, ten times. So, you have a one in 2.3 chance of getting no numbers whatsoever. Because at first I was going to say, wait, how does that work? But no, if you buy a ticket, the chances of none of the numbers you pick matching is two and a half out of one, essentially. Mm. Yeah, I have had that happen a few times. So, basically, the whole thing's a scam. People still buy tickets because someone's got to win. Well, every week there's a winner. Yeah, some pretty much. Some prick who doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I always hate it when someone else wins and they're like, oh, this person won and they're such a battler. It's like, yeah, that's my money. I already spent it in my head. (laughs) It's gone. Look, I really needed to win this lottery because I've got bills piling up. I've bought extravagant gifts for myself. (laughs) I assumed I was going to win. The guy said my ticket was the winning ticket. I do participate in a lottery syndicate, though, at work. Yes, you've told me about this. I always snicker to myself afterwards. Yeah, my reason, though, is is it's kind of like insurance as far as I can see. I know we're not going to win, but on the off chance that they do win, I'm in. And I get the money and I get to retire with the rest of them. If they win and I'm not in, I run that section, apparently. Then you've got to cover a whole bunch of people's shifts. I think I'll get a promotion at least, but I would rather win the lotto than get a promotion. I want the option where I don't work. Could you imagine if, like, you didn't participate in a lotto syndicate and everyone in your office won and they're celebrating and uh, dancing on their desks and they're like, oh, we totally quit. We're leaving. What would be way worse than them quitting and leaving is if it wasn't enough to, or they chose not to leave their job. But every day they come in wearing Gucci. Mm-hmm. They've got like the latest phone. They all rock up in <clears throat> Porsches and Ferraris and you're there in your like shitbox car. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey guys. <laughs> Uh, hey, you should really get that car serviced. Hey, I know a great Ferrari guy. It's a Toyota. Ew, a peasantry. Anyways, back to the assembly line. They've all got like gold teeth and like monocles and crowns. Yeah, all, that would suck. All the women have tiaras for some reason. Or imagine you ran a company and like you were the boss there and your employees started the syndicate and they won and every single one of your employees got to enact their I quit fantasy. Oh, that would be so bad. <laughs> That'd be such a horrible day for you. It's like everyone <laughs> Everyone's rich and they tell you that they've always hated you. I saw a dude in America won, I think it was 20 million, and he spent 20 grand on horse manure to have dumped on his boss's lawn. That's how you quit, man. You gotta burn that bridge. That's a lot of horse manure, by the way. It is. It might have been cow. It was crap. He put 20 grand's worth of crap on his lawn. Because 20 grand to 20 million, that's nothing. Could you imagine the manure guy who's just like, dude, I got three cows. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to have to hire extra trucks. That's a procession of like crap. That's a lot of crap. I do like that manure seems to be the only thing that still works on the honesty system. Where people leave <laughs> bags of manure out the front of their house yeah. and just go like, yeah, leave like a couple of bucks in this box. Because it's like, who's going to steal shit? Who steals crap? crap halloween kids pranks that's about it but also it's one of those like so what if they steal it it's crap we get more of it they're just trying to get rid of it it's just all over the place do you have an i quit fantasy i guess mine is just to sleep in and not tell anyone like disappear oh that's right you did say that just in other words you don't have a i quit fantasy you have a they'll figure it out fantasy there is also i guess like if i was to go in and quit is i would like to go in act like anything is normal and then the first time anyone tells 
tells me off for anything, just make a huge deal and scene and just storm out. <laughs> like that was the thing that like, did it? That was the thing. It's just like, you know what? Screw you. I don't care about your stupid products. I'm out. <laughs> I would have a dance prepared. I'd bring in a boom box for it. I'd take a dump on my boss's desk, wipe my ass on his curtains <laughs> and leave with a, I don't need this job. Screw you guys. I'd do like real in your face kind of like hip hop dancing. Or wait out the front of the door at work with like a heap of cash and say to everyone who walks in, I'll pay a thousand bucks not to turn up today. <laughs> like the whole factory is empty. Because I don't want you to like just not have me. I want to destroy your business <laughs> as well. It's very important to me that the job that kept me afloat all these years <laughs> goes under. I want to see you fail now. That's the thing at this point. I don't necessarily hate my job. I just hate that I have to have a job. Exactly. It's just having to do something. All my fantasies with winning the lottery ultimately come down to so I don't have to work anymore. That's all I want. That's all I want. Yeah, that's why I would do the sleep in thing because it's just like, what the hell? Like, I don't want to deal with that place anymore. <laughs> like, I know old people who still work even though they could retire. Like, they can afford to not work. But they tell you like, oh, I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't work. That will never be a problem of mine. I know plenty of things. I have so many games. I swear to God, I better be able to retire before I get arthritis because my video games, that's like the Twilight Zone episode with the guy with the books. Yeah, and then his glasses the breaks. Yeah, it'll be like that, but the glasses are my fingers in arthritis. <clears throat> and I won't be able to play, like, Xbox anymore. That's sad. Why can't I play Xbox now and just work when I'm old? Let them deal with my arthritis. Exactly! Then they have to, like, make allowances for it. They also have scams and frauds. Ooh. Let's learn about those. If you bought a lottery ticket and you won, but then you found out that it was a fraud lottery... Yeah, that would be all the hype of feeling elated that yeah. everything's gonna work out everything's gonna be fine <clears throat> little Timmy you're gonna get that operation mom I can finally put you in a nice nursing home everyone it's gonna be okay oh by the way you get nothing little Timmy you'll survive it'll be fine you don't need that operation mom so what if the nurses steal from you we don't have that much money to begin with <laughs> or even I worse than that screw you guys <laughs> I'm rich I never loved you I hate my family everyone can go to hell hey boss take that job and shove it <laughs> the next day. Hey guys, so <laughs> you know Sorry. I was joking, right? You know I was joking, right? <laughs> I have been hit with like, I don't know if it's a scam, but it was kind of a stupid lottery thing, but it was with those scratchies. I saw this little kiosk when I was going to a shopping center and they gave me some little scratchy things from their company and I scratched it and they didn't win anything. I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't win anything. And I was like, oh, I'll have some more. I still got heaps left over. So I ended up scratching like heaps of them. And then in the end it said $5,000. And I'm like, what? get the hell out of here. Did I just win five grand? I'm like, oh, you've won a $5,000 gift voucher. So what you have to do is go to this sales pit uh-huh. To collect your $5,000 uh, travel voucher. Was this Some conditions apply. Was this timeshare? Pretty much. They don't let you leave. So I, I didn't end up going. I ended up being like, oh, I didn't really win anything, did I? I said, no, no, you did if you go to this. Like, no. No, no, I didn't win anything. I like that you know yourself well enough. No, if I go, even though I know not to buy anything, I'll leave with like some freaking timeshare I'll never use. I have wanted to try a timeshare challenge where you go out to something where they give you a timeshare meeting. 
if the prize is good enough, like if they give you like a free accommodation somewhere and all you got to do is go through a timeshare meeting, I would try it because I reckon I would hold out because I don't have money. Yeah, that's the ultimate thing. Yeah, you can try if you want, but no, they have that figured out. You know, we also offer loans. You are already pre-approved for a timeshare loan. <laughs> that's right. You don't have to have money. We can put you in further debt. Not further debt. Those words would scare me. Are you enjoying the lobster? <laughs> See, I'd be ruthless. I don't think I'd care. You said this is free food, right? Yeah, yeah, you do your PowerPoint. I don't care. Are you checking your phone? Yeah, I'm bored. Can I go now? <laughs> I would say I'm really interested, but I'm not signing anything till the last day. <laughs> and the last day, I just don't show up. I'll go home early. That's how you do it. That talks about the show, The Real Hustle, where they did a lottery scam. I've heard of this, where you have yeah. like a ticket that you get done up that has like yesterday's winning numbers. You change like the dates and stuff like that. And then you pretend with someone that you found it. Oh, yes, I know this one. Yes. Yeah. And you talk them into giving you money for the lottery ticket. Yeah, well, we found it together. So I'll tell you what. Yeah, I have seen that on things before. I'll tell you what, man, it's worth like a hundred grand. But look, I've got things to do and like I can't actually go in there for whatever reason. If you give me five grand right now, you can have it. Five grand for a hundred grand. Hell yeah, I'll do that. Sounds like a pretty good deal. Until you found out you've given five grand away. <clears throat> the trick to that is if someone's holding a ticket and then turns to you and says, we won, they're full of crap straight away. Because if we're sitting right here, I don't care if you purchased half of that ticket with me, Ben. I look at that ticket and I go, oh my God, I won. Excuse me, Ben, I must leave now. <laughs> Never to speak with you again. Yeah, you do hear of people doing like a move where they win the lotto, but they keep it secret, get a divorce. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, and then claim the prize so they don't have to split the money. That is great. I did see a video actually online of somebody who was doing a prank where they made their wife believe that they had won the lotto. And so she gets excited going like, oh my God, we won, we won. And then she turns to him and goes, I want to get a divorce. She said that to yeah. you. We can afford it now. Like we'll split the money. You go your way. I'll go mine. We got a good nest egg. Like we can oh, actually afford it now. And he you- had to say that it was a prank and they can't actually afford the divorce. Well, that's a fun dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fun rest of your life. But what do you expect if you do a bullshit prank like that? If you do like a prank on your girlfriend or wife that says that like they won the lotto and then you take that away from them, there's like a pretty high chance you're breaking up that night anyway. It doesn't matter that you gave them that elation. Hmm. The fact that you disappointed them that much, (laughs) it trumps everything. I did see a video where, you know, those uh, ag scratchies where it says you win like 10 grand, but you didn't really. They gave one to like their grandmother and she scratched it and she's like, oh my God, I won, I won, I won. But if you read the instructions it's like gibberish like says like collect from Santa Claus and the elves or whatever like so you know it's a scam but she's so excited saying like oh my god I won oh I need this money so much and the girl who gave it to us like read where you collect it oh I won I can't believe it I'll read it for you see just to collect you go to the North Pole and see Santa oh I won I won <laughs> it's a gag I won I won. like she just couldn't hear anything and so it's a video of a woman making her grandmother so so excited and then having trouble explaining that it's not real and it'd be crushing when she hears it yeah and how crushing is that when you have to repeatedly tell her this is a gag I'm uh, joking you didn't get any money do you imagine though if you got a scratchy and you won and you're just like oh my god and then the first thing you see is me jumping out going gotcha Ugh, there is a punch coming your way so I get nothing like you get nothing 
sing. <laughs> but you should have seen your face. How <laughs> you thought your problems were solved. <laughs> thought like, oh, this would be a great prank to do on someone. They look at the money and they start crying and they're just like, oh my God, I needed this. I have these huge health conditions. And oh, you're like, no. oh no. <laughs> Doctor's fees are going. I thought I was going to have to die because I couldn't afford the treatment. But this actually changes everything. I guess I'm getting alone now. <laughs> I, that's the only thing that's happening here. Don't put yourself out for that. Honestly, you do that to me. Like, that's the end of this friendship. Like, like this podcast is over. You'll be back here. Welcome to Wiki Review. Well, we all saw the prank video, so it's just me today. And every day. Also, if anyone knows where I can get a new TV, mine somehow got broken. I also need a car. I was throwing through both. <laughs> he threw me through one, picked me up, and then threw me through the other. And I'd expect the same treatment back from you if it was reversed. Oh, it would be one of the worst pranks ever. I'd be going through a windshield of my car going, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. This is fair. And do you know in collecting with the lottery that you can either take it as one lump sum or you can have it paid over? For all of them? I know that there's things that if you win it, you can win like it's like a hundred grand a year for 10 years or something. But are you saying that in Australia, I think it's a lump sum. I don't think you have the option of them paying you off. But some in America, like, ah, you don't have brackets. a choice in it. There are ones in Australia, if you win it, you win. Oh, there, yeah, there are definitely ones here. But they sort of advertise as like 100 grand a year for 20 years. But these ones will say you can win 20 million. And then what it means is you win a million a year for 20 years or something. Or 2 yeah. million for 10. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's money. But I'd be the guy who has to point out, you realize the last 100,000 you pay me is not going to be worth as much as the first 100,000 due to mm. Inflation. So really, you're just giving me less money as the years go by. How am I supposed to live on that? Do you well, want the money? Well, some of the men even say to you, like, we'll give you the money in lump sum if we can take like two million off. So it works out the same either way. Yeah. And the hobby of collecting and studying lottery tickets is called lotology. I don't like an ology put on this because that implies some sort of science. Wow, move over stamp collecting. We have a new boring hobby. See all my tickets? I've got over 7,000 lottery tickets. Not one winner among because <laughs> they have the ticket gallery up here, which has these have retro lottery tickets. Oh, wow. It looks like English hieroglyphs. Where's the numbers? Oh, they didn't have numbers back then. Just symbols. If uh, you get seven vases, then you win. <laughs> it's like a pokey machine. This one only has four numbers. 16th, 3rd, 18th, 14th. Yeah, but back in the day before the lottery, they had the number game. You, know, mm. you hit the number and it was just a number like 47. But it's out of like, who knows how many numbers. All right. So what did you reckon of this page? I'd have to rate this a World War One out of a pop possible golden casket because <laughs> it's pretty tragic the whole it thing it's like just a whole bunch of like wait no- is golden casket tragic too or no golden casket that's the gold you think of lottery you think of a whole casket of gold i don't know why you want a casket to be made of gold because caskets are like coffins and that's mm. like well he died but at least he went out in style right but world war one is the biggest tragedy that ever happened and that's what i think of this page wasn't world war two the biggest tragedy that ever happened that nah, world war one was way worse was it there's no holocaust why is everything compared to the G- no <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying World War 2 had Hitler They had a supervillain They should have had like A better supervillain In World War 1 The Kaiser was pretty badass I mean he had a pointy yeah. helmet Hitler just had a small mustache He didn't have like A spike on top of his helmet yeah. And he didn't wear a monocle oh, That's true He did have a monocle That's pretty connivingly evil In fact I'm pretty sure Evil characters have monocles Because of the Kaiser Wilhelm The man But no World War 1 is what I'm rating it Out of a possible golden casket Because it is just simply You think a lottery It's going to be you know, Look at all these people Winning money But this is just numbers and scams and I mean don't get me wrong it's pretty big it's epic Mm -hmm. I can say that not being involved in it but looking at it it's quite enjoyable I like documentaries about World War 1 don't want to be there but 
but at a golden casket. I thought it would be like a lot of riches and all it is is just about scams and people who are losers and how if you win 112 million, really you have to share that with four people. So you only got like 25 million, which is still a lot, but go screw yourself. Yeah, I hate the idea of splitting it. Because even though you're talking about numbers beyond what you could possibly ever need, it's still like half. That's what I thought of it. What did you think, Ben? I'm going to give my rating out of 13,983,816. Why would you use that number, Ben? That's weird. Because <laughs> that's the probability of winning a six-ball lottery. Well, that makes sense. I didn't see that coming. I didn't just look at the statistics with you. Which, imagine if it was even more balls than that, because some of them are. Like, you got to get a power ball as well. Oh, the supplementaries. Yeah. Like- so, out of that, I would probably give it, I don't know, a million. All right, that's all right. You could retire on that. Yeah, you could definitely retire on that. And that's what I think my actual odds are of winning. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 14 million to one, but I think it's like 11 million to one because I'm a sucker. Well, that's the thing with the lottery. I can lose lots of times. I only got to win once. I reckon if I won the lottery the first time, I'd probably stop. That's that's not going to happen again. If you buy lottery tickets after winning the lottery, you really are a sucker to the lotto people. They'll get it all back eventually. But other than that, we just got humidor.com com.au to plug our humidor youtube channel and humidor facebook page yeah check that out hey yeah and you can message us and comment and see stuff on that we've noticed some more traffic on our facebook page so we really appreciate that too we don't really look at statistics then one day we looked at it and went are we being successful yeah like 10 times the amount of people are looking at this facebook post so if one of you are responsible thank you yeah <laughs> thanks guys that, yeah please keep doing it if yeah. you need something let us know <laughs> always happy to please you that's right Right. And yeah, share and like it and help us out because we do let you guys know when the new episode's coming out. Yes. We so have a fancy little picture and Garth works on a nice little blurb. Yes. And don't forget to read the show notes. Always a smashing read. Yes, you can look at those now. And in there, it also has the details to all our emails and everything like that. Which email is wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Just write us a line, make a suggestion, anything. Always fun to hear from people. Cool. And that's all the housekeeping done for this episode. Boom. Sweet. All right. Well, that's been another episode of Wiki Review. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Gareth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki Review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Do 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 do.